Welcome to the Value Driven Brand Podcast, where you'll learn insights on how to communicate with authenticity, deliver genuine value, and create a memorable experience across your entire customer journey, helping your business become the sought-after leader in your industry. I'm your host, Aileen Day. Now, on to the show. G'day everyone and welcome back to season two of the Value Driven Brand Podcast. I am your host Aileen Day. I am so pleased to bring you one of my most favorite and special guests and I am so pleased that she uh, agreed to come on and be our very first amazing guest for season two. It is the most wonderful Kate Engler. Thank you so much, the publicity princess herself. Thank you for joining us. How are you today? Um, absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. And I'm great. Yes. Good to be alive. We are out there making a difference. It is. It is certainly good to be alive. We've made it into 2021, sliding by the seat of our pants. <laughs> <laughs> probably putting out a fire here or there, but nothing like last year. So I want to introduce you to my friend Kate. Kate is one of the most stand-up women I have come across in 2020, and I couldn't help but bring her on here and share her amazingness with you on the Value Driven Brand Podcast. She is what they call the PR antichrist. Now, if that's not a tag that you want to be proud of, I reckon then you don't get one. <laughs> that is amazing. She is the queen of media here in Australia. She gets to teach people all over the country how to be amazing in front of the media, how to pitch themselves and how to become known in everything that they do. And it is a pleasure to have her here on the show today. Now, I could tell you more, but I'm going to actually hand it over to Kate because, Kate, I want to hear your story. How did you get into PR? And I have to say I am qualified in public relations as well, and I remember having this conversation with you, but your PR is so much cooler than my PR and I love hearing about what makes people get into it. So talk to me, how did you get into becoming the publicity princess? Well, thank you. Um, and, yes, there are, as with all professions, there's a spectrum, isn't there, of good, bad and ugly. And, and I'm not saying that um, that's not casting aspersions at all. It's just what works for me. So I've been in PR for 30 years on both sides of the country and I guess mostly in agencies. And I guess what I found, Aileen, in agencies was that amazingly inspiring small to medium businesses would come into the agency and they would know that free media was the way to embiggen their reach and broaden their um, voice and really amplify what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And then they would sit in the agency, um, we, we'd throw around amazing ideas and then the directors would go away and put the proposal together. And then when the client came back, all excited about what was possible, they'd look at the bottom line and realise that it was a minimum for usually six grand month in, month out, month in, month out with a minimum six-month engagement. And most of the small to medium enterprises that came across our door just couldn't afford those high agency fees. And that just broke my little entrepreneurial heart one too many times. And I thought there's got to be a way. It's PR's not rocket science, despite the fact that some people might make you think that it is, it isn't. It's um, not. <laughs> um, and so I just thought there's got to be a way 
that all of these amazingly inspirational businesses can harness the media themselves and, and conduct their own media journey, roll out their own publicity when they want to. So that journey started about um, 15 years ago, I suppose, and then the Meet the Press Masterclass is now in its ninth year. Because when I started working with small to medium um, business, I was teaching them all of the tools that they need for their own media journey. But the big question that kept coming up was, but how do I get to the journalists? Where do I find the journalists? I don't know any journalists. And of course, you don't need to know them and have lunch with them once a week and be godfather to their godfather or godmother to their children. Um, but, but of course, you do need to know how to access them. And so that out of that um, abundance of questioning the Meet the Press Masterclass was born where we bring journalists directly to these amazing businesses like yourself and um, and you, I just get out of the way and and that's why the PR antichrist term was developed by Fairfax um, some of the Fairfax journalists about me because they're like oh man no one does PR like you do and I'm like you <laughs> and they love it because it does remove the middleman mm. all journalists are great stories and great businesses all businesses want is access to the journalists mm. so I can make that happen and get the hell out of the way yeah I love that and I I can imagine there's an agency here or there who um shake their fist every time they hear <laughs> your name <laughs> not that English <laughs> oh that'd be brilliant what a thing to be known for, but I can imagine, you know, well, you know, I, I know from firsthand experience and we'll, we'll talk about the Meet the Press Masterclass a little bit later on, uh, but I know from firsthand experience and being a small business that, yeah, absolutely, when you want to, uh, you know, share your knowledge and your experience with the greater the greater world uh, to, to have access to the media like you give uh, your students is just bar none the the most important thing to to scaling, and and what an amazing customer experience. You know, we talk about customer experience a lot, especially uh, you know from from my side of business, and I love hearing about people who go, you know, what I keep hearing this, I keep hearing this, actually. Well, let's do something about it. There's a gap here that we can fill that is going to deliver so much value to people and be so meaningful to businesses everywhere. And, you know, that's what we're all about. We're all about delivering value. So that is an absolutely perfect example of how to go about and do it. Nice. Speaking of which, this is the Value Driven Brand Podcast. And if you haven't tuned in before, the whole purpose of this podcast is to help business owners, leaders, entrepreneurs, anybody really have some insight in how they can go about and create a value-driven brand. And the reality is if you hadn't seen the um, podcast that I did uh, in the first season with the managing director of Bunnings, Michael Schneider, you know, we talk about why did I do this podcast? And the reality is that I have come from a background where it was multi-billions of dollars in profits and sales but that didn't actually mean that we used multi-billions of dollars in profits and sales to innovate, to deliver value, to help create a trusted brand. We actually had some of the most simple, insightful tools that just were genuinely 
easy to use and easy to digest that helped our customers. And that is what our guests at the Value Driven Brand podcast are also all about. And my wonderful friend Kate Engler is no different. But the thing that Kate brings for you today is an insight, a bit of a twist on a value-driven brand, and that is the PR media twist. And I freaking love that, right? As someone that has worked with Kate, done her Meet the Press Masterclass, and we're going to have a fabulous um, uh, um, offer for you at the end of this, so make sure you tune in. But I have had the pleasure of talking to Kate about what she believes creates a value-driven brand. And so we're going to go through those uh, like right now. And the first thing that Kate talks about in when you're creating a value-driven brand is in essence that not everything about about your media experience is actually about you. What does that actually mean, Kate? Yeah, absolutely. This is this is one of the, the most valuable pieces of information I can impart to your beautiful listeners. And it's very easy, and I understand it, I really do, that when um, business owners embark on their media journey and they want to talk to businesses, uh, to journalists about their business, that they do make it all about the business. And I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this. And that's the biggest mistake that business owners make when they are developing their media pitch is they make it all about the business and they don't kind of comprehend or understand that it's actually not the journalist's job to promote your business. Now, of course, they know that by interviewing you or writing an article about you, you get that halo effect. You get that the, you know, the credibility that goes with them writing about you. So they know you're going to get the credibility, the kudos and the customers that flows from media coverage. But here's the newsflash. That's actually not their job. Their job isn't to promote your business. Their job is to tell the news, right? Mm. So the business owners make is they make it all about the business rather than looking within the business as to what is the newsworthy angle that will pique the journalist's interest and have them write a story about them. So that's one of the biggest mistakes that business owners make when they think, yeah, I could do my own media, which they can, by the way. Um, But I just want to point out some trip hazards so that they don't uh, trip over. Yeah. And so you just touched on some of the biggest mistakes that businesses make when they do consider doing their own publicity. Elaborate on that because I'm sure there's more than one. (laughs) Yeah, there's a few. Um, Um, the other the other big mistake that, that business owners make is when they send their pitch to a journalist, in the subject line they'll put media release. Mm. Now, because media release attached, right? So it kind of sort of makes sense. Mm. Nothing could be nothing could be a dumber move, really, um, because the journalists get hundreds and hundreds, sometimes thousands of emails per day. Ugh. And you can imagine if they don't know your name. And all they see down their inbox is media release, 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 media release. They're not going to click on any of them. So instead of falling into that trip hazard and just putting media release in your subject line, it's really important to make your subject line what I call 
unwalk pastable. It's a made up word, just go with it. It means that as the journalist is scanning down their inbox, they, oh, they can't walk past whatever your subject line is and you entice them and grab their eyeballs into your email from the get-go from that subject line. So that's another huge rookie error that people make. Yeah, I reckon I reckon even though qualified in PR, I in the past have done that. And uh, and you can envisage, like you said, when they're getting a thousand emails, and that's not even an exaggeration, that's a legitimate especially if they're a national broadcaster, you can imagine how many people are trying to get their attention and no one's going to get called out by having that type of uh, that type of heading. I'm just going to put the joy of sex on all of mine. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you listening who are like, what the heck? Uh, yes, I have a... Um, I have a tendency to refer to customer, employee and human experience as the joy of sex. So, yes, that uh, if that doesn't get their attention, <laughs> it certainly raised some eyebrows when we did the Meet the Press Masterclass, that's for sure. <laughs> that's the great pattern interrupt that you are because they get pitched to so often. You know, it's, imagine... You know, imagine if you are a parent and you've got four two-year-olds at you and 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 someone says, Vino, it's a pattern interrupt, right? You are like, yes, or coffee or tea or kombucha or whatever your poison of choice is. That's kind of the inbox of the average journalist. So if you are interrupt that pattern and grab their eyeballs, you're halfway there. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious, so you talked about um, the big missing when most businesses pitch to media. What is that about? I think the big thing that they're missing is the understanding of really the media cycle mm-hmm. and, and, um, and and it is that deeper understanding of what makes something newsworthy. So... <laughs> an amazing story but the big missing is that news hook that one thing that's going to grab the journalist's attention mm. and get them to read further and and many many um we at the meet the press Masterclass, there's a anatomy of a pitch section that happens prior to the two days that we spend together and we do that very strategically and very deliberately to really take the pulse of people's thinking and their understanding about the media. And when a lot of those pictures come in, they're missing that big hook. They're yeah. missing that big um, aha moment for the journalist. And it showcases what the businesses do amazingly well, mm. but it's missing the hook. So we always must look for the hook when we're pitching and when you when you talk about a hook, what's an example of a hook? Yeah, okay. So I've just been speaking to a group of authors this morning mm-hmm. and um, I'll use an example that I used for them. Um, there was a, a woman years ago who had written a book called Mealtimes Without Mayhem. Great book, helping parents tackle fussy eaters and toddler eating and primary school eating and all of that sort of stuff. Mm. But every time she prepared a media release, she would focus on the book. 
you know, new book, Mealtimes Without Mayhem Reveals or whatever it happens to be. And I would say to her, there's no, it's not about the book. It's not about the book. And, and similarly with businesses that don't have a book, it's not about the business. It's about the story and the issue that sits behind the book or the business. Right. And so at around that time when she sent in one media release for me to review before it went to the journalist, uh, Jamie Oliver was in the country and he was talking about his food revolution. And he was quoted in the Sydney Morning Herald as saying that for parents not to sit at the dinner table with their children for dinner each night with no technology was actually unforgivable. He used the word unforgivable. And so instantly I knew we had our hook. So mm. the new headline was something along the lines of Jamie Oliver says it's unforgivable. Um, parents think it's a nightmare and kids think it's boring. Why tech-free mealtimes are vital for kids' health. So the hook was really obvious. Tech-free mealtimes coupled with Jamie Oliver saying was unforgivable. And that client was on the Today Show within days. Wow. And on set with her, in between her and the beautiful Georgie Gardner, was her book. Wow. So, so it just, if you focus on the issue, your the issue is the engine and your business or your book is the caboose that comes along behind the pitch mm. so it's very much secondary and that's a big missing in the understanding for business owners so it's like a support act yeah your business or your book is definitely the support act yeah. it is not the lady or the leading man yeah i love that actually i think um i think there is a lot of uh entitlement when it comes to uh, businesses looking for media coverage that, as you said before, there's this expectation that the journalist is out there to make that business look good, when in actual fact it's your job to make the journalist look good. And the more you can do that, and this is certainly one of the things that I took home from that, that Meet the Press Masterclass, was that the more you can make the journalist look good, the more they want you in their life. And it's like anybody, human nature says, you know, the more you make me feel good, look good, you know, um, you know, have have better things around me, the more I want you to, to be in my life. So if you are a business and you're considering you know, look, I've got a, I've got a good, a good thing going, and I think you know the world needs to know about it, and that's great. But one of the things that I took away from that Meet the Press Masterclass as well was, so what? So what? So if you could answer, so what? If you know what your hook is, and if you can. Uh, you know, know that you are going out to the media to uh, with a with an intention to help them look good. Then, of course, they're going to want to have you around, and that I guess leads to you know even more opportunities because, as you say, you know, you start off in one publication, you move to a TV show, you go to that TV show, you end up on the project, you you know, so it just becomes this snowball effect where everybody's like, hey. That's a good thing. We want to get on that bandwagon too. But you have to be in there with the right intentions, I think, as well as a business. Yeah, absolutely. Journalists can smell um, fakeness or, you know, bull. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a sweary podcast. We let we let yeah. swearing happen. <laughs> 
smell it at 2,000 paces. They don't need you close enough for 20. They can smell it at 2,000. You um, stink. You stink. You really stink. Um, <laughs> and, you know, sometimes when people apply for the masterclass, I had one last, a chat last week, and there was an element of his business that I said, you're going to get nailed on about that with the journalist because I think that part of your model is smelly. I mm. don't actually stands up to scrutiny um, mm. because my job as the custodian of their media journey, whether it's five minutes or five years with us, is to give them the best advice possible. So journalists really can smell bullshit at two, um, 2,000 feet. Yeah. and uh, So you need to make sure that you are absolutely genuine and that you're doing it for the right reason. And, and the other point that you made, Aileen, that's just so true is media consumes other media. Mm. So be interviewed in the paper at one of the one of the major dailies or even a local paper many of our graduates have started in the local paper and ended up on national tv because like a lead baby and because media consumes other media mm. and if they know you're a great media performer that's one less kind of due diligence checklist that they have to run you through because they know that you're already good media talent yeah. and once you yourself as good media talent you will become that regular you, be, you kind of work your way into their rolodex and you become the expert that they go to for that particular subject matter every single time yeah yeah absolutely and you know in honesty like we talk about customer experience uh you are their customer and and probably vice versa so you need to also treat them in a way that makes them want to come back to you and, and yeah. what's that experience going to look like? You know, I um, I do writing for various publications and they might reply back to me and go, actually, Aileen, we're looking for something like this next. Could you do that? And I'm like, yes, yes, I can. <laughs> Let me get to it. And initially, you know, it, it's, it might come off as or someone's got free labour but the reality is that I want to help them. I want to share what I know so that they then spread that news. And then, you know, one day someone turns around and goes, who's this Aileen chick? Why does she keep talking about sex? What's that all about? And can we pay her? Right? Yeah. It's a journey, right? And everybody starts somewhere, but you certainly won't get far if you walk into any of these situations feeling like somebody owes you media coverage. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's an amazingly brilliant free resource out there for media coverage called Source Bottle. Source as in be the source, not tomato sauce, but sourcebottle.com. And that service emails you at no charge twice a day with um, call-out opportunities, media opportunities, where journalists are actually looking for experts. So, you know, it's low-hanging fruit. Knock yourself out. Go yes. and register. But interestingly, I was speaking at a women's group um, a few years ago and I spoke about Source Bottle and one of the girls went, well, you know, I, I, um, Source Bottle just takes up so much time. So if I see something that, you know, interests me, I'm like, send. And, you know, I never hear back from them. And I'm like, and do you really wonder why? She's like, well, what I'm giving them what they want. I'm like, energetically, girlfriend, you are off the planet mm -hmm. because they 
sense that you know we live in a quantum world whether you subscribe to quantum physics or whether you don't it doesn't matter um the reality is we live in a quantum world right the flat earthers think that the world that world is flat it doesn't stop it being round so you <laughs> might not subscribe to quantum physics but it doesn't stop it being at play in your life mm. and so course energetically they're going and you know the skank with which she's replying to her sulfur I love that word I know isn't that a great word <laughs> um so your intention you you're you're bang on with your message about intentionality um your intentionality when you approach the media and pitch to the media is all important because they can feel that they really mm. can feel that yeah, absolutely. Actually, you've just reminded me, I need to get Beck Darrington on here. She would be great. Yes. yes. She, I reckon she, uh, she could, she could uh, also give us some sweet, sweet value driven brand insights. Absolutely. And she's yep. funny as a she's Watch, funny. watch this face. <laughs> Love it. So we've talked about the big missing, like what misses, the, the hits and misses. We've talked about um, uh, that publicity isn't about the thing that you do. It's not about your business. It's not about, you know, it's actually could be quite left of centre uh, to what you do and um, and that is still uh, a fantastic way to, to be noticed. But it's also about helping the journalists create a great story and the offshoot to that is that your thing becomes you know known from that um and we've talked about some of the mistakes that businesses make when they choose to do their own pr which is scary and look as i said before and i remember when i was doing the application with you to um to join you with the meet the press Masterclass, and and you said um we, we were talking about the fact that I was qualified in PR and you were talking about, you know, so what kind of PR? And I was so embarrassed to say I actually had uh, no, no insight into your version of PR, none. Like I knew how to write a, a, a pitch and I knew how to write a, a media release and, and whatnot, but, the rest of it was just a completely different world to the PR that I'm used to, which is, you know, crisis management and <laughs> internal communication and pitch and tone. And <laughs> I was like, this is a whole new freaking world. And um, and I think you were quite happy because you were like, well, you're clearly not here to take my work. <laughs> you can join us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're safe. You're okay. But um, it, it really is a completely different world that when you step into it and you have the right intentions and you want to go and share your message for the sake of helping people be better, to live a value-driven life, to have a value-driven business, you know, the, the journey becomes... Oh, just I can't even I can't even put it into words, but it is certainly something that I am so grateful. Uh, I don't know if I told you this. I I had a tax bill, and I used my last my last dollars that was put aside to pay my tax bill. <laughs> hey ATO, how you doing? Uh, to <laughs> to join your class, and I don't regret it at all. <laughs> Not at all. I know where the investment needed to go and it wasn't to the tax man. Exactly. But, 
Sorry. Sorry, what was that? I said it is an investment. In it, is, it is an investment and um, it is certainly one that if you get the opportunity to take on and actually, so here's what we're going to do on the valuedrivenbrand.com um, uh, forward slash podcast series where you find this podcast uh, once it goes live, there will be a link for you to actually apply for one of the three Meet the Press masterclasses that Kate is facilitating this year. When are the dates for those? Sure, we've got an in-person one in Sydney. Won't it be great to be in back person? In I might fly oh, to Sydney. We're spoiling ourselves now. Um, Humans. In person in Sydney on the 6th and 7th of May. And then we've got a live stream, one based on the success of the live stream last year and how many overseas people joined us. We've added yes. that to the here and that's on the 29th and 30th of July and then in person again in Melbourne on the 21st and 22nd of October so two in person and one via live stream yeah I actually did the uh live stream version uh last year and it was <sighs> so nerve-wracking <laughs> the- <laughs> But in the most amazing way, I knew that I was uh, pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I knew that um, as much as I could happily talk underwater, when it came to um, pitching myself, pitching my business, pitching my message, uh, that I got scared. I was actually like, I think out of the, how many people were there? Like 50? Uh, there were 40, uh, 45. People. 45. And that's something else to point out is that it's category uh, exclusive. So I was the only customer experience person in that whole uh, masterclass pitching to um, media um, outlets and executives and therefore I was in competition with nobody except myself. And I think that is a fantastic uh, model when it comes to how you run these classes because it kind of gives you this feeling of like, you know what, I actually now officially have the edge on anyone in my industry, right? Because now I'm the one being invited by 3AW to be their retail expert. I'm the one being invited by smart company and by inside um, small business to write for them every month, you know, and, and not another customer experience person, me. So, you know, that type of stuff is like mind blowing shit. You know, I'm the one that gets invited to go on ticker TV every, you know, every month or so to talk to them about business. How cool is that? And uh, and I think, you know, when you take that opportunity to push yourself out of your comfort zone, to take your message out to the people and they see you with the right intentions, they too want to help you. They, they really yeah. do. They were the most lovely group of journalists I've ever met. <laughs> Even though some of them were like, it's okay, take a breath. <laughs> You'll be right. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I mean, we do select, as you alluded to, it is application only, and we do select businesses very carefully and we probably decline about 40% of people that want to come and it is just one business per category. So that gives you confidence that, you know, you don't have to worry about speaking freely because Gladys over there is listening in and she's your competitor. Mm. And it also for the journalists because they don't want to speak to five customer experience specialists because then who are they going to choose for you know when they when they come to write an article about that mm. who are they going to quote you know so they just want the one and so we're really we're really stringent about that but equally we bring just as much muscle to inviting the journalists and we have journalists approach us all the time saying oh hey I want to come to the masterclass and some of them we have to decline because mm-hmm. they're not they're not the right fit, you know. So we really do create a pretty unique, I think you'll agree, a pretty unique environment where it's unbelievably supportive and people can flex their muscle and um, and connect with the journalist directly. And then, as you like you, be featured in many, many, many publication programs. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what happened. And, you know, it's actually I've done so many courses and I, I've actually never done one like that. I've never done one where there's this instant accountability to do what you learned. I was like, holy crap, my head's exploding. But, you know, it was such an amazing experience and I can't wait to um, to come back this year and do it all again. I really do actually hope that I can get to the Sydney one um, just so that I can go and um, talk about sex to all the journalists in Sydney. <laughs> they're gonna love it they're gonna love it so they are some amazing insights into how you can use your message your brand your business uh to create further value by using the media and not just using the media but working with the media to share the amazing things that you do uh for you know people out there your customers and uh and I especially would say, you know, just because you aren't a big company, just because you aren't a big business, just because you aren't making millions of dollars, please don't think that you are not worthy of putting your message out into the media. They want to hear it if it is well-formed. And if you need help, I please don't call me, call Kate, right? right call Kate uh if you want help with your customer experience call me but if you want help getting yourself into the media and sharing your amazingness and the value that you bring to the world then please call Kate and you will be able to do that all her details are going to be on the valuedrivenbrand.com um but you are not too small you are you are exactly what people all over the world are looking for all the greatness that you have is to be shared with the right intentions would you agree absolutely you know for all of you out there who've created an amazing business who's making a great difference you know you didn't create your business because you didn't give a shit or you didn't create your business because you didn't want to impact people or you didn't create your business because you had nothing else to do on a Saturday afternoon you know you <laughs> because you want to make a difference in people's lives Mm. and so what media allows you to do is to magnify that difference and make an even bigger one so if that's the game you're playing then whether it's with me or not but media should 
be part of your journey because it's going to amplify what it is you're doing and take your message out there to a much, much broader audience. And there's no downside for that. Not at all. And even if you fuck it up, all publicity is good publicity. <laughs> but if you're working with Kate, she won't let that happen, I promise. <laughs> Not on my watch, my friend. Exactly right. She, she'll take care of you. No, no, no doubt whatsoever. Now, uh, Ms. Engler, before I let you go, you might not be aware, and if you are new to this podcast, you might also not be aware that at the very end, I ask all of my wonder, wondrous guests, uh, what is the one song that pumps them up for anything? Now, I'm going to say your song choice floored me. I'm sure it did. <laughs> I, I wanted I would have picked an easier one. <laughs> I had to Google it. And I thought maybe, I mean, there's not really a big age gap between us. And I thought maybe it's like a, an older song. <laughs> but I liked it. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> I know. I was like, give me a slap for that. I deserve it. But then I thought, I thought, um, no, uh, I'll, I'll take a look before I judge <laughs> because I, I'm quite eclectic. I, I yeah. like all, all you know, variations of music, but I'd never heard of these people. Do you know the song? Yeah. These What's girls Take Me by the Little Stevies. Take Me by the Little Stevies. Here I am thinking Stevie Nicks went and created a band with her kids. No. And I had never heard of it, but I went and Googled this song. It is a beautiful, beautiful song. The beauty, isn't it? It's, it's not old. Are no, we Canadian? Nor are we, just for the record. No, we are not old. We are, we are not old. Not old. <laughs> We are a great, <laughs> great little Aussie band out of Melbourne, um, uh, Bill and her sister Beth. Uh, they're just beautiful. And they often play down at the Queensland Music Festival and um, I volunteer and help look after the artists. So I've developed a bit of a um, friendship with them and they were just down recently here in Queensland as well. So I'm a, you know, number one fan and uh do a bit of fan. first time I met them, I was a bit fangirly, but now I'm kind of we're all over that. Um, but I do love them. The music's fantastic. Well, I am going to do my best to um, find them on Spotify because what I do on the Value Driven Brand podcast is I have a Spotify playlist that is also available on each podcast and uh, it is all of the songs that every guest that has been on the show and um, collaboratively on my uh, Twitch talk show as well, uh, yeah. every guest has submitted the song that gets them pumped for anything. So you too can now also download and follow this um, Spotify playlist and I most certainly can guarantee that there is no reason why you can't also be pumped for anything at any time of the day or night. So thank you so much for your contribution to the playlist. I most certainly am also now a little fangirl of uh, the Little Stevies. 
And now that I've popped my Queenscliff cherry, I might have to come back and come and check them out and we can have a wine together. Lovely. Sounds Lovely. That is pretty much it from us here today on the Valley Driven Brand Podcast. I want to thank my absolutely amazing special guest, Kate Engler, the first guest for season two of the Valley Driven Brand Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and I look forward to connecting with your gorgeous community. I love it. Now, as a reminder, you can go to value driven brand podcast forward slash podcast series. Uh, Sorry, no, that's not true. Value driven brand forward slash podcast series. And you will find uh, this podcast and at the bottom, all of the ways to connect with Kate, as well as the link for you to apply to join us at the Meet the Press Masterclass. That's right. It is application only. But if you don't apply, please just know that your competitors probably will. So better you than them. And I look forward to seeing you in there. And you certainly will see Kate, the master of uh, publicity and all things media, publicity princess herself. Thank you again. Now, Go out, create value for somebody else in your life because what goes around comes around. I'm Aileen Day. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the Value Driven Brand Podcast with your host, Aileen Day. Is your business struggling to become known as the sought-after leader in your industry? Access our Value Driven Brand Quiz and special three-part podcast series to identify the gaps and what you need to focus on first. Go to www.valuedrivenbrand.com forward slash podcast series. That's valuedrivenbrand.com forward slash podcast series. Tune in next time where we discuss more ideas on how you can deliver your own value-driven brand.